Hey everyone, this is Dan Reynolds, and you've tuned into Sales is Hard But, the podcast. During the next few minutes, you're going to come on a journey with me and a great guest from in or around the sales world, and they're going to share how they make sales a little less hard. Hey everybody, this is Dan Reynolds, and this is a podcast called Sales is Hard But, and this is episode one, season one, and we've got an awesome guest. He was the social media supervisor at Reblon, social media team lead at WalkMe. He is now the social media and employer branding lead at Lucia. He has organically grown his LinkedIn followers at Lucia from 2,700 to 30,000 in just 18 months. He's also the co-host of Cage Rats MMA and the community manager of UFC and MMA Israel. He is the one and the only Danny Peterman. Danny, sales is hard, but... It doesn't have to be when you're good friends with the marketing team. There you go. We're going to quote you on that, Danny. Which you know very well, I think. I'm writing this down because we're going to circle back to it. And we're going to talk about this in just a second. Uh, It's great to speak with you again, Danny. We've worked together in the past and maybe we will again one day. Uh, You've built an awesome brand uh, for yourself and for your company. And we're going to get into that in just a second. But the first uh, segment of the podcast is a little bit of rapid fire just to just to loosen us up. Are you ready? Yeah, so it's good. not like it's like word association, but you don't have to just say one word. You can say more than one if you want. All right. All right. Okay. So we're going to start with an easy one. Social media. Uh, personal branding. TikTok. Uh, First thing that comes that, to your mind. That was what came to my mind. Uh, that, that, yeah. F- frustration. Okay. Let's say frustration. LinkedIn. Um, last few months. I Nate can explain Diaz. if you want. But... Later. Nate Diaz. Uh, thank God it's over. Influencer. Overrated. Likes. Um, somewhat overrated. GIF or GIF? GIF. BJJ. Awesome. Ground and pound. Brutal. <laughs> Dark social. Uh, a, an actual thing. Engagement. Um, always fun to get some. Favorite metric. Uh, ooh, comments. Favorite type of post? Uh, text, just text. You could have said wooden, but you went with text. Uh, and and favorite podcast? Um, the Joe Rogan Experience. Ah, he's a good-looking guy, that Joe Rogan. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's the end of rapid fire. What we wanted to circle back to a couple ones there. I think it was the first TikTok. I said TikTok, and you said. Argh. It was like a frustrated, frustrated uh, um, sound. Um, I think. I guess I've been doing social media organically, like professionally for seven years, a few more years of just being a user online 
fairly active, mostly on Facebook. And I've seen a few trends come and go. Um, and there's there has been um, consistency within if you just provide value, it doesn't matter if it's long or short, if the features are very easily implementable, um, if there's a variety of features that everybody can find something that they can kind of use for themselves. So Facebook was obviously the bedrock of this. People had pages, they had the personal accounts, they have communities. You can post videos, images, text, whatever. So there's such a variety that you can kind of build your own experience. And with TikTok, it's the first time I'm feeling really old. And not in particular because of the type of content necessarily, because there's a big, big variety of content there. There's podcast clips, there's actual uh, news-related stuff, there's sports clips, whatever. But it's more of like a combination of some things just happen, they work, they become viral that I honestly don't understand why. And and like as a social media expert, I guess it's it's like I'm expected, I guess, to understand why, and I just I just don't. And the second thing is that that it's just one format, so it's this just video and just in a short form, and and that to me is very limiting in 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 a way that a bunch of people don't want to be on video, like social media, which is why I think that there's gonna be some sort of a ceiling to this platform because LinkedIn is mostly still based on text. Facebook is based on many things, even video maybe, but there's still a bunch of just text. And so you're kind of alienating a whole lot of people when it's just video and just short clips. And you can say, oh, you just don't get it. That's how kids communicate these days. Sure, fine, I understand that. But at some point, you want more. You want more content. You want it to be more elaborate. And maybe TikTok will forever be like a gateway to like a, something bigger. So you see people, then you go to their website or to their Facebook or to their LinkedIn or to their blog or whatever. But it will always going to be like this kind of either just fun, shallow thing or very like entry level to something bigger. And to me, it's hard to crack, especially for being a person that specializes in B2B content for companies. Uh, it's a very tricky challenge, but we're trying, we're trying. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? I mean, I think that at least from my perspective, everybody's looking at it saying, all the kids are on it. And by the way, all the kids are on it. Like it's, un, it's indisputable at this point. Yeah. Uh, so you assume that kids grow up, like unlike me and you, we always stayed, you know, stayed about what, like 24, 25, uh, but kids do grow up. And I think everybody's looking at that as like the future where everybody's going to be. Now, whenever, by the time those kids grow up, are they still going to be on TikTok making dance videos? Will it matter? Are, is everybody trying to fit some business-related uh, context into a platform that it doesn't really, you know, fit in? Does it? I don't know. It's like they're all. The, maybe the frustration is like is real. Like, what the heck is this? Listen, people. People used to say Snapchat. All the kids are on Snapchat. It's pretty much dead, as far as I know. Like the company is going and there's users, but come on, who cares? Uh, in uh, Facebook, right? Said, 
people said Instagram is the next thing. It is, but it's still, Facebook is still uh, very much alive. Um, they said, oh, they're just going to text. It's just going to be WhatsApp. Like, I'm even putting aside that it's all the same company, but no, people are not just on WhatsApp all day. Yeah, sure, you, you chat with people, but you still want more. You, you want more, especially as you grow older and you want something deeper than just 10-second clips. You're looking for to learn from people. Like, that's why I think, like, I'm much more impressed with Substack. I don't know how much you know about it, but it's this new blogging platform. It's been around since 2016. It's pretty much like a a blog. It's a new version of a blogging platform, like a medium that, you know, and, and even other older versions. But you can make money off of them directly from your followers or subscribers. Um, so a bunch of journalists move there and certain influencers, personalities move there. They can have like a following of their own and make money just from that, where they're not confined to any a length of a post or uh, a type of format or whatever it is. To me, that's more exciting because yeah. then you're like, okay, if I like someone and he's he, she, they're really good at what they do. I can literally follow just them and I can even pay them directly to consume their content. To me, that's exciting. Much more than some YouTuber with 50 million subscribers that at any moment I can say, I don't give a, Sorry, if I uh, I don't give an whatever about this person and I unsubscribe and goodbye. Like I can do that on Substack as well, but I'm more invested when I'm actually paying that person. Speaking of which, I, I don't know what happened to my notes, but I, there was one more thing that I had on the rapid fire that I didn't get to. And it's, it's going to bring together your two worlds here. So we're just going to go back to rapid fire. Jake okay. Paul. Um surprisingly impressive i mean the fights are well the what what perspective i don't care. i don't even watch the fights like he's obviously understands social right like the paul the brothers i don't watch, social i don't i don't watch his fights just like the highlights maybe i don't care about the fights it's low level nobody cares like nobody who actually cares about fighting cares um i don't watch his YouTube videos. I don't think I've ever seen a, a Jake Paul or Logan Paul video. Like, because I'm not their target audience. Yeah. But I know one thing. These two brothers who nobody knew a few years ago became pretty much out of nowhere. Both like some of the most popular people in the world with the biggest following and suddenly transitions into fighting, which is like you need actual skills and expertise. And maybe they're not fighting the best competition, whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be amateur fights as far as I can, I'm concerned. But everybody in the fighting world are talking about them. So the ability to stay relevant, like reinvent yourself again and again. And even if everybody hates you, it doesn't matter. For them, it's all clicks. And I've seen some clips of, of him talking on like a podcast. The guy is way more smart, is way smarter than, than people give him credit for. And just the fact that even me and you are talking about him now proves a point. Uh, so, you know, it's not my niche. I don't care. But so kudos, you know. 
they're not real fights, are they? Like, yeah, the boxing ones are. It's just super low level, you know. And yeah, but but like anyway, you can't you, you can't you can't really fake. Like you need to be super skilled to fake being knocked out and falling flat on your face. It takes a lot of skill. Uh, so I don't think. You mean I don't it's real? Think it's, okay. Listen, you're closer to the fight, a lot closer to the fight game than I am. I'm, 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 I'll tell you how close I am to the fight game. My son just took his first judo class last I week. I saw him. And, uh, yeah, that's as close as I am to the fight game. So I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I have new That's a good start. I, I started judo when I was five years old. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. So you got something in common with little Edo there for sure. Um, okay. So let's go, let's get off the fight game for a bit. I know I'm sure we could talk with you about that for hours. That's your thing, but you got another podcast to do that. Uh, that's part of, uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about LinkedIn specifically and branding from a company perspective versus branding from a personal perspective, because obviously you've done an unbelievable job at Lucia growing their account exponentially, organically. Uh, Talk us through first the company side of things. What does it take? What is a good strategy for building out a company's brand on LinkedIn organically? So it's not just on LinkedIn, but I'll I'll focus on that. the way I always see it is, and that's, by the way, for both personal and uh, from a company perspective, is you need three, I guess, pillars of content. One is value. Every post, you need to know why you're posting it. And it sounds so obvious, but it's really not. I've talked to so many people over the years, and they're just like, yeah, we're going to post this, or we're going to post that. And you're like, why? I don't know, we should post our blog or whatever. I was like, should we? I don't know. It's not obvious to me that every blog post should be live. It's not obvious to me that the blog should be live at all on, on social media. I, mean. um, I see people create, companies create posts uh, uh, like a happy birthday to our CEO. Like, should we post something like this? Maybe, maybe not. But did you actually sit down and thought about what is the value for the readers? You know what I mean? So this very simple, quote unquote, um, I guess, exercise is really key. Like, uh, you actually need to consider what your audience, who your audience is and why what you're posting brings them value. And then be, and, and always maintain that route. The second thing is consistency. It doesn't matter how original, how original, full of value you are. If you just disappear or if you just appear once every six months, it's not just that the audience can't really connect with you, which is a major thing, but even the algorithm learns what the people want by checking their engagement with the page. So... The algorithm is like, okay, Dan liked the post by Lucia. Now I'm going to show him more content by Lucia. But then Lucia doesn't post for six months. In the meantime, the algorithm learned other things that Dan should see. So you have to be consistent. 
Um, and to me, when I just joined Lucia and we, it was pretty much me and the designer just sitting half, I was half of his day, just sitting next to him and like working on posts together. And we started with two posts a week. It wasn't that much. It was very simple. It was just, I posted one post that was just text he, and another post with an image that he created. That's it. And a few weeks later, when he learned what I'm looking for and I learned what he can do and how much time it takes him, we moved to three posts, then we moved to four posts, etc. Um, and the third thing is um, be original. Um, it doesn't matter that your competitors did some type of post. You doing the same type of post, it could be great. But again, is it you or is it a copy of them? And so that mindset of, uh, I, I feel like people, especially not from marketing and a bunch of leaders, CEOs, even VPs, sometimes they're like, what is that company doing? Like one of our competitors, we should do that. And I was like, but they are them and we are us. Like they sit in a different country. They have different marketing tools and resources. They have uh, maybe different audiences a little bit. Maybe they go for enterprises and we go for uh, SMBs, whatever, you know? So that mix once you just start with that, bring value on a consistent basis that's originally yours, that's like a very good start and the bedrock for everything else you're going to do. You can't lose if you do those three things, can you? Exactly, exactly. And, and that goes same with your personal brand, uh, but that's a bit different. Uh, so we'll get to that. But you need to remember that. And I guess the second tip, tip, I will give, or the fourth, depends on how you look at it, is something I realized a few, like a few years ago, is that for a social media person to manage uh, a business page, you need to think in, in uh, cadences instead of in one-time posts or like brilliant ideas, because you can't be brilliant all the time. And so if you had an idea of, Oh, I have an idea for three tips for uh, uh, SDRs, if, if that's our target audience. And you do this great post and then the next day you're like, okay, I don't know what to do now. Instead, you're saying like, okay, from now on, every Monday is going to be three tips on a topic that's related to salespeople, if that's, again, my target audience. So now you fill up all your Mondays six months uh, forward. Then you're going to, every Tuesday or once a month, I'm going to do an employee spotlight, which is what we do here at Lucian. Over the past two years, so many people told me, I love your employee spotlight clips. Um, and we do this every month. So I start every month knowing at the end of the month, I'm going to have this, this thing uh, scheduled. So once you build these cadences, about 50% or even more of your calendar is going to be filled very easily. And that's a huge, huge relief for a marketing and in general, but social media person to work with because you have this structure that you can move around the calendar and you know you always have the content for that day. And that's like when I realized that I haven't read it anywhere. I'm not saying I'm the first person to say it, but to me, it just kind of clicked one day uh, and really changed my game. I mean, I, I think uh, we'll switch it over now to personal branding 
specifically on LinkedIn. I would say there's tons of crossover there. Yeah, for sure. So, like, so, so to me, the, the 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 major thing on LinkedIn with a personal account, and it's it's again the same as the company in terms of thinking, but the, the actual answer will be very different as to why. Why are you posting? Why are you active? So I've been following this guy, very popular on LinkedIn, which his name is escaping me right now. Um, but his whole thing is like, you can be your own boss. You can, you know, you can start your own business and do the entire marketing on LinkedIn by posting. And he gives a bunch of tips. And I even did like this, his course, because he has really good content. And he recommends to figure out your niche. So in your case, uh, you know, I'm going to speak about myself. Let's say I'm going to quit my job now and become an independent uh, person working for myself. And what I'm going to do is, uh, I don't know, uh, help CEOs with their thought leadership. Let's say that's my business. So he, he would recommend what am I? I'm a social media person. I'm a marketing person. Okay, smaller. I'm a social media person. Smaller. I'm an organic social media expert. Smaller. I'm an organic social media expert that helps CEOs with their thought leaders. Once you go to this niche level, then the entire content, everything you post is about that. And so with the posting, with the consistency and value and originality, you build your name as the number one expert on thought leadership on LinkedIn. And you get clients and you get leads. And that's perfectly fine for someone who wants to start their business that way. To me, I was always, since starting working, employed at a company, didn't want to be my own man kind of thing, um, at least full time. And so, but I see the value. And so to me, I'm just posting. And even when, and I'm, I don't necessarily even recommend this to others, but for, to me, I've created so many connections, so many opportunities, even job offers, uh, even uh, speaking opportunities, um, freelance opportunities, like so many things. And, and that's exactly what I want. If I'm already working and I know who I am and what I do and I enjoy my job and I'm not looking to quit why not maintain this whole thing uh as an addition and create connections and I've talked to so many people and just asked them for tips to help me to do my job and they asked me to help with their job so even if it's as a sub supplementary or, or I guess a helpful tool for me to be the best at what I do uh, so to me, I'm just posting. I'm posting about, when I posted about social media, I didn't get many responses because there aren't many social media people, especially in my kind of niche B2B tech world. And if even if there are, there aren't many of them. So they're not necessarily all, all like engaging all the time with me. And to me, I'm just like, I write about my experience and what I do and, and, and my life in tech, and people really resonate with that. I'm lucky to be able to to do it, and I enjoy this lack of targets and goal uh, because you never know what's coming. 
Tell me about it. Well, <clears throat> for sure. Um, and I, but I think what I what I really appreciate, you know, from your strategy, and that I think every sales person needs to understand is that this it's not the game isn't a sprint, like it's it is a marathon. You cannot fake authenticity. You know, you cannot fake uh, you know a, a, a non pitch pitch, right? Like you can't fake that stuff. I mean, you need, and to your point here, and I think, you know, this is where the real value comes in to salespeople and people who want to build the brand on LinkedIn. It's like, figure out the why, be original, get the consistency and understand that there has to be value behind every post. I'm taking all your shit here, by the way, this is everything that you've given me, but this is, and then, and then understand that it doesn't happen in a short period of time. Like there is not a finish line, you know, and and the finish line isn't in front of your face. Yeah. There's two things I want to say about that. First, uh, you're absolutely right. And I, I, the framing I heard of it is like, uh, which I've never heard until recently is there's, there are games and there are infinite games. And uh, so, you know, a game is just a game you play. It could be a basketball match or whatever. But the infinite game is, I don't know, to try to feel love throughout your life. It's it's a constant thing we are all striving for. Or to try to get good business. It's it's a never-ending thing. So you need to realize that. You, you need to come to LinkedIn with that approach of like, I'm building something here for my life. I'm not trying to trick the algorithm to win some game. It, it's not, it, it, it works on a short, like for a few months. And I've seen people suddenly become hot shit on LinkedIn. And they're like, suddenly they give presentations that they're like, I've discovered LinkedIn six months ago. You can hire and look at my following. You can hire me for a presentation. I'm like, you don't know anything about social media in six months. Um, But, and they die out over time. They kind of disappear from your feed uh, because something changes and and they don't know how to deal with it, and they're gone. The second thing I wanted to add to add to all the things you said for the personal, like salesperson that wants to be active, is when you're when I'm posting from a page, there's this distant distance from me to the audience. It's still a company. It's still somewhat cold, even though I'm doing everything I can to make it warm and and talk as a human being and everything. When you're posting from your personal account, it is you. And it's not you as Dan, the, social, the, the salesperson from that company. It's Dan, the dad, the, the, the person who's coming, waking up every day and going to work. It's an actual human being that's much more than, hey, do you need leads for your business? Here is my pitch to you. Nobody cares about that. They can follow the business page for that. Or they can go to the website. They want to hear what you do. And so that's why it's much more powerful to say, to tell a story than to just pitch. Um, and the, the general kind of rule is uh, uh, 80-20. So four posts about yourself and your life and, and whatnot. And then one post um, about something related to the business. So even I mean, though this, you're, yeah. it needs to be not, not more than 20% of your uh, I think that balance is is so important and it's hard it's really hard you know to 
it's really hard to do if you don't plan it out. And I think to your original, one of your original points, you need to plan this stuff out. Like I will, I will give a huge shout out to the Buffalo Bills who are now one and oh, and who look like they are obviously on their way to going to the Super Bowl behind the rocket arm and, and strong legs of Josh Allen. Um, but I can't make every post like, oh yeah, the Buffalo Bills did this. And this is how it relates to my, you know, my, my go get him, get him attitude. And, like, look how hard we practice during, like, you, you, you know, you can't always be stories about the Buffalo Bills. I, I did try way, that. For, big, I've tried it. And by the way, even the biggest, you can see that from, let's say, I don't know, Kim Kardashian, right? The biggest influencer in the world by far, you know, controller of narrative, whatever, you know, titles you want to give this woman and, and her family. But it's not every post by my cos- cosmetics or her posts are, this is my life. And then every once in a while, oh, by the way, I have a line of cosmetics or whatever she's selling. I don't even know what she's selling. But, but that's, people follow her to see what she's up to. And then as a result, they're buying from her and she, she gets paid millions of dollars a year. And same goes with other, you know, brand ambassadors and all that. You can't just be, I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling. Nobody wants to be sold to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. So we started out the the, the podcast by me saying sales is hard, but, and you said, but it can be a little bit easier when you're, when you make good friends with the marketing team. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, some advice that you would give to salespeople, you know, on, on how to make those friendships um, and what the gives and the gets can be, because it's not just about going in and, and taking, you know, from marketing, like where's the balance? What does that relationship look like? And how do you do it if you're a salesperson? Yeah. So I think um, there's, it's, it's first of all, the understanding that it's a win-win. So you investing in yourself as a, as a, as a, person that's active on LinkedIn or online in general, your brand intensifies, it's good for you. But it's also good for the brand because every once in a while you do say something about the company that leads to to that. Um, On the other side, the marketing team, they want you to succeed because for us, when we're posting on on social media from the page, we get about 10% of the exposure that a personal profile gets which is a huge, huge, huge difference. So to me, if you're posting about the company, it's a major boost uh, for me. And also you being available to me as a resource is great for me. So you obviously the best uh, example for that when we work together, because I came into Lucia, I've known how sales teams work in tech, but I've never really created a, a lot of content for salespeople. So I needed to learn quickly, you know, to become an expert, at least on paper of sales. And I need a resource. So I come to you and I'm, I say, Dan, I need five tips for salespeople. Can you help me out with that? So to me, that's a, first of all, that's a big benefit. But second of all, we're always, always, always looking for people to be on camera, to share their knowledge. Um, and if you're willing to to be, you know, a good sport about it, you can literally get 
full on professional production for you, like for your own personal brand. And I remember the two projects that I kind of enlisted you for it were uh, a, a series of, of sales one-on-one tips that we did like full on productions here in the studio. Um, I, I was, and, remember how, how bad I was in the first one? Remember those, yeah, but, how many takes we had to do? But those, the later ones were like, okay, two takes and let's get out of here. Uh, and the Couldn't second one the was line. the podcast. And the second one was the podcast, which I take some credit for this podcast even because you feeling comfortable with this medium and doing it on a regular basis was because we told you, hey, take a camera, shoot it, we'll edit it, we'll make sure you have all the tools that you need, we'll we'll upload it online, we'll tag all the guests and all that. And we did the even the legal work of getting waivers and all that. And you suddenly becoming a, a, a person with your personal brand just by playing ball, by by just, you know, being there available for the marketing team. And I think you also opened the door for some other salespeople here because our creative team grew. We have more equipment than ever before. Lights and microphones and editing skills and, and you know, what whatever you need. And some people are like, oh, these, you know, the marketing team goes with like equipment in the office between the halls. And they're like, what are they up to? I want to be part of that. You know, suddenly it's like cool to be involved. And and with TikTok and all these things, we, we get more and more people involved and it's really great. And it's a real win-win. That's right. I remember those podcasts and those recordings. It, it was the genesis of this conversation today. Here we are, years later. Yeah. Look at us. And, and and two different people replaced you with the different project. So they also got their own exposure from that, which led to even other things. Um, it's just a, it's a great thing. This collaboration is, is really beneficial, especially to people. It doesn't have to be sales. Let's say you're a customer success person and you can still bring leads, right? You can still build yourself up. It doesn't matter what you do. It can be in legal or in, in R&D or whatever it is. Your presence, as it helps the marketing team, also builds you and it's a win-win all around. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that one of the biggest things that I see that it can help by being friends with marketing is just to help alignment. You know, it's not a formal presentation on alignment, right? Like how well do those go over? Yeah, you need and to- I'm not even, I'm usually not even involved with that because I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing in social, but, uh, but, but, yeah, you get to see upfront what people like and what the content, what con- what type of content works and what's the right messaging and all these things for sure. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, listen, this was a lot of fun. Season one, episode one. Before we go, uh, what plug whatever you want to plug. I know you got an awesome podcast on MMA. <laughs> Uh, so the MMA one is in Hebrew, but, uh, if you want to learn about, uh, a little more about the social media game, we did the series, uh, that's called, uh, a, a podcast series that's called Vanity Metrics, uh, that's on, uh, you can find it on LinkedIn or just Google it, uh, Vanity Metrics podcast, which I did with Danny, um, Danielle Sayak, my partner in crime for that project. And um, just follow me on LinkedIn, Danny Peterman. I uh, love to engage and reach out. 
great. Thank you, Danny. Episode number thank one of that. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for coming to the end of this episode. We will see you next week on Sales is Hard, but you've reached the end of another episode of Sales is Hard, but podcast with Dan Meadows. Thanks for making it all the way to the end, and we'll see you next time.